Hold up, baby. Right. Yes, yes, I greet yes, your parents all the time. Every like that. time, every it's, time. It's, it's yeah, for like sure, that. Sure. <laughs> what up, my boy? How we Good to see you Good again, to see man. Good to see you again, man. I preach. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's up, man? We out here in, in the OC. Yeah. This is, this is exactly what I envisioned it as when they had their own show. <laughs> this is this is what I, I thought it would be. And they got the housewives of Orange County, too. They probably live out here because it's nice. It's very nice. This yeah. is, you grew up nice, man. I didn't grow up in I didn't grow up in Orange <laughs> County. <that's for> sure. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely didn't grow up in OC. Oh, okay. uh, but yeah, it is super, it's super nice out here. Hold up. Limitless. They can still make a pin in it. I thought they here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On a mission, get me up. Knowing me, I got the key. Only bitch you not to trust. Trust. Limitless. They can still make a pin in it. I thought they here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On a mission, get me up. Knowing me, I got the key. Well, man, welcome to the show. We got Freddie T. Mm -hmm. This is Channing. And you, we told him, you know what I mean, that you grew up in a nice, Household and not to ask you any of those questions about what went on in Tuscaloosa. Everybody got vices. <laughs> Everybody got vices. <laughs> I'm RC. Welcome to the pivot. Uh, we have Heisman Trophy winner Bryce Young and Old Spice has never sent us anything. They actually sent something for this show. I guess it was our cross country travels, but we do have their Swagger Dry Spray. They probably sent it for you too. What I need that for? Because you don't have enough confidence. It's about confidence in the spotlight. Is that my smelf? <laughs> yeah, your smelf confidence. That's my smelf confidence. <laughs> I like it, man. 24-7 freshness when you with daily use, Chad. Right. But now, honestly, they, they gave it to us, and they started talking about being confident in the spotlight. And you are the prototypical winner. But when you won the Heisman Trophy, you said you weren't prototypical. You said being an African-American quarterback. And then you used the words quote unquote undersized and that's not prototypical either that's a moment when you win the heisman trophy that i'm sure every quarterback every kid has dreamed about but you took that time to point out yeah there are certain things about me that people can see or perceive as negative what made that important to you at that time yeah um you know i've been blessed i really feel like in the timing that i that i that i've come you know we, there's been there's been black quarterbacks now that have been successful and um you know guys that have been undersized that have had success in the league and in college but you know you guys know better than me for the longest that wasn't the case and I kind of grew up um, in that generation where it was starting to get destigmatized a little bit but it still wasn't the norm like it's still um, you know I think now again just there's been a lot of pioneers that have pushed the game forward and done a lot for for you know for us as as a people but for a while and especially for me growing up I didn't get the same the same looks, you know, it, it wasn't the same. You know, I was I, I was counted out, you know, from from being a black quarterback and, and especially from being from being smaller too. Um, again, we're starting to see it change a little bit. I'm, I'm blessed for the time and I have, but you know, for a long time it was the the pocket passers. That was a real quarterback. You know, if you're a dual threat quarterback or you know you're a running quarterback, you know, you, you gotta uh, you know they can't they can't win big games. Not gonna work in, in the in in college or in pros. And you know that's what I was hearing a lot growing up. You know, for me. I always kind of had that mentality to, to overcome that. And for me, I focus on on myself, focus on trying to prove myself right and, and what I can control. You know, I always had to deal with that throughout my life. And you know, I throughout high school, I was I was blessed to be to be ranked high. You know, be able to get recruited um, to a lot of places, and be able to play at Alabama, and um, you know, there to, to have success. So I understand now that it, it may look at you may be able to see a five star ranking and think, yeah, like I I, 
I was always, you know, I was always better on always, people always expected this from me and I, I have had expectations, but I had to work really hard to get to that point. Um, yeah. When I was in middle school, I had to go and, and play on, on the top middle school team and, and go and go to Florida, you know, do all this stuff. And I had to go to all the camps to, to get there. Um, and, you know, I had to go to the best high school and, and win and produce, um, you know, there to do that. And again, I, I had a bunch of great people around me that helped me. It wasn't just me for sure. Um, but, you know, it wasn't handed to me. You know, the, the again, I, I had the ranking, you know, I, I was able to attend a, a great university and, and a prestigious place like Alabama. But, you know, I, I had to work for that. It wasn't something that was just, um, you know, was given. So, and again, I'm, I'm grateful for all that I have, but, you know, I think it's easy to see, you know, Alabama C five star and think like, you know, you, you, you had it made for you. And, yeah. you know, it, it's cool. I feel like everyone's subjected to their own opinion. I don't take it personally or anything. Uh, but for me, you know, I knew, I, I know all it took to get there. And, you know, I'm proud of that. Man, you brought up a couple of times and it's, it's sadly become the narrative you got to be getting tired of that small shit. <laughs> have you always, they act like you are a damn Lord of the Rings hobbit or something. <laughs> like, have, is, it, is it that, because great in high school, Heisman Trophy winner, has that always been there? Because the league will go find some shit to <laughs> knock you and take some money from you now. <laughs> has it always been there? Have you always been, have you always been questioned about your side? For sure, for sure. I, I, I couldn't remember a time I wasn't. Um, <laughs> I've, I've always been, you know, respected to the people around me. I've always been this height. I've always been been shorter. I've always been smaller, and I, I couldn't. And I think a lot of people always say like, "Man, you must be sick of this this draft process." People talking about your size, like, uh, like I'm, I'm 21. I've been dealing with this my whole <laughs> life. Like this is not new at all. Right. Um, and it's okay. Like, you know, for me, I'm not someone who really wants to go out and combat everything people say about me or refute. Or you know, honestly, I don't even think you know. I don't. I don't look at people as man. They're they got it wrong. That's messed up, man. They're doubting. I feel like that's a beauty in sports. Like we all believe in, you know, we all root, have our favorites and root for certain people. And we all, you know, we have all have opinions on every individual athlete and that's cool. Like I'm good with that. For the people that support me is like, and, and believe in me and all that, I'm super grateful. But you know, for everyone who, who doesn't think it, it, you know, thinks I'm too short or whatever it may be. Like I never take that stuff personally. Like I feel like the beauty of sports is, you know, we, we, we get to have these conversations. We all grew up going to barbershop and talking sports and, and arguing. And like, I'm, I'm blessed to, to, to be able to be in a situation where, you know, people have an opinion and I'm, I'm grateful for that. And I don't really get too sick of hearing, of hearing it. Um, I know who I am, I'm, I'm confident in that. Um, and you know, I've, again, for me, this isn't anything new. Uh, but you know, it's, it's something that I've been been hearing for a long time. You, you try to stretch out and get that inch when people walk up. <laughs> Man, that that straight back. <laughs> nah, I'm 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 me. I'm good with it. Whatever it was. Hey Bryce, just to piggyback off Channing uh, a little bit, hearing those things, does that is that extra fuel to your passion to to go out there and play and prove people wrong, show them that size really doesn't matter, and uh, along with that, what do you love the most about the game? You know, honestly, it really isn't extra fuel for me. For me, I'm someone who's very, very internally motivated. I'm, I'm really big on controlling what you can control. And I feel like that spreads into a lot of aspects of life. And if I was relying, I feel like on other people and what other people said um, and, you know, negativity or comments to, to boost me or to fuel me, what happens if someone believes in me? Or what happens if that changes? Then then what, am I not gonna work as hard? Am I gonna push myself as hard? Um, so that's not really how I look at things. Um, again, everyone's entitled to their opinion. It's it's cool, and you know whether everyone's rooting for me or everyone's against me. At the end of the day, I'm I'm motivated by by pushing myself, being the best version of who I am. 
I'm internally motivated. So that stuff, honestly, is not really stuff like, oh, I'm going to hold on to that and, and, mm-hmm. and write it on my wall and I'm going to keep referencing it. And I, I'm, I can't wait to prove people wrong. That's not really how I, how I think, to be honest with you. Uh, for me, again, it's, it's more about, you know, being the best version of myself, doing whatever it takes to do that. And, you know, that's kind of how I approach it. And as far as, you know, my favorite part of the game, um, it, there's there's so much. I mean, the game has done so much for me. I've been been blessed to, to, to be able to accomplish so much because of it. But, you know, I think it's the day-to-day challenge that the, bring, that, that the game brings. Um, you know, I think obviously in college, everyone sees Saturdays and, you know, that's the product. That's, that's the end goal. That's what everyone's gonna, gonna see. And then, you know, now it's gonna be Sundays. As we all know, it's the day-to-day that, that determines how that's gonna go on a, on a weekly basis, season, for, for every season. It's what you do throughout the day. And, you know, for me, I think being able to have that end goal of the game, something that, you know, I'm working for and being able to play and be able to accomplish my goals, that pushes me and holds me to that standard of doing the little things right every single day, making the right choice, um, you know, and big picture stuff of, of trying to practice to the little things, of spending the extra time watching film, um, you know, how I choose to carry myself around others and, you know, making sure that I'm, I'm presenting myself the right way. Uh, you know, there's countless little things every day that, that you, you strive to do. And I feel like the game just holds me accountable uh, for that. And I think it makes me obviously a better player and a better person too. Right. I love people or players that are more internally motivated than using out to outside factors to try and get them up to ball, you know, this game or that game. And I love it for you even more because those guys that usually they look at things and they say, well, this team didn't draft me. So I'm going to use that as my motivation. But lucky for you, one, two, three, like you don't have to look at too many teams to, to get upset at. Because when they call your name, it's going to be pretty early. W- what has this whole entire process been like for you? It's been crazy. Um, you know, it's it's something that I've always dreamed of. Um, and, it, you know, it's crazy to, uh, you know, just I think a big thing of this process is just like, you know, it's crazy seeing those, you know, that, you know, one of those dreams of going to, to the NFL is right around the corner. Um, but it's it's been pretty hectic. And honestly, it's it's a rare time in my life where, you don't really know what you're working towards. Like you really focus on yourself and you really are all locked in on, on getting yourself better without any team goal in mind. And like, you know, play a team sport. It's always, you know, you're, you're pushing yourself. You want to be better, but also there's, you're learning an offense or you're, you're doing that and you're making sure you're on the same page with your guys. You're throwing off. Like, I don't, I don't know what my system is going to be. I don't know who my teammates are going to be. And, you know, that uncertainty took a little bit of, of adjusting to, I mean, it, it was, it's cool to be able to really, for once, focus on yourself without there being any sort of, you know, without the team goals, without, you know, there being any other layer. But, you know, it's weird. Like, again, operating a team sport and, um, you know, it's there's always something that you're, there's always a goal as a team that you're working for that, that you know, you're working on yourself, but you're working the team. And this is straight working on yourself, getting ready for the process, getting ready for the next level. Um, and it's kind of been interesting um, you know, living that world for a couple of months, you know, at first it was exciting, but now, you know, I definitely miss that team environment, that team, uh, that team atmosphere and just having those goals as a team and, and more direction. So I'm, you know, luckily we're a few weeks away and um, I'm, I'm excited for that for sure. It's going to be pretty dope. These guys don't know what it feels like to be top 10. So Brian doesn't know what it feels like to even be drafted. So it's even more of a blessing. These are not lies, brother. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I was supposed to go in the first round. <laughs> Supposed I got to. locked up three times. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah. Everybody got vices. I said it. Everybody got vices. Getting like, uh, locked up don't have to be one, though. <laughs>
That was my advice. It it, kind of leads us to something. We had Dion on the show, Prime on the show recently, and he caught some flack for talking about how he wanted his quarterbacks and offensive players to grow up as opposed to his defensive players. And Mm -hmm. he said, you know, I want my quarterback to come from a good home and have both parents, and then I want my defensive players to be another way so they're hungry. But you did have that life. We sit here, we talk to Craig, and we talk to Julie, man, great humans on top of being good parents. And you're the only child in having both of your parents there, having that type of support, but also being the only child. What were some of the great things about that? And how much pressure did you feel at some point to make sure you did things to make both of them proud of you? You know, in my my opinion, I have the best parents in the world and having having them there for me to just support me uh, through thick and thin. Um, You know, when I was young, obviously, um, always taking me to, to practices and to games, um, just just being around, giving advice and, and helping me and pushing me in a positive way. Um, you know, I'm I'm extremely grateful for that. I definitely wouldn't be the person or the player that I am, you know, without my parents. And um, you know, I think one of the really uh, big things that helped me was they they never really put pressure on me. Um, they put pressure on me to be the best version of myself and whatever it is. And you know, it really wasn't even pressure. It was just them instilling that in me. Um, just, you know, just having that pride about whatever it is that I chose to do. And, you know, for me, you know, it happened to be, happened to be football, but um, whatever it was, you know, at, you know, now obviously it's football, but whether it was basketball earlier on or whatever I was doing, you know, my parents were just big and making sure that I, I was proud of that. I was giving my all to that. Whatever, whatever I was going to be, they were cool with it. They're happy with it. They just wanted me the, uh, to be the best at that, to be the best version that I could at that. For me, that kind of alleviated that pressure. Um, having parents that I knew loved me unconditionally, that I knew whether I won or I lost, whether it was a good game or a bad game, they loved me just the same. And, you know, for me, you know, you, you want to naturally, especially as a kid, you want, you know, you want to make your mom proud. You want to make your dad proud. You want to come back with this trophy. And here's what <laughs> right. I did. And, you know, that definitely motivated me a lot as a kid. But they really instilled that a lot in me and just knowing like, hey, even when it was a great day or it was we love you. Just so you know, like if you would have missed that shot or, you know, if, if you guys would have lost it, I would have loved you the exact same. And again, having that in my life um, and, you know, it helped me not really want to do things for, for validation. It wasn't for the validation of, of others, at least. Um, it helped me, honestly, helped me with with that, you know, being self-motivated and looking for that validation from from myself and pushing myself and the satisfaction that that comes from, you know, giving your all to something. But not really needing to be validated by others. So I'm, I'm super grateful for that. And that, that thing that you were going to make your parents proud with ended up being football, yeah. obviously. And I was speaking with you, with my mom and pops before you came, and they knew at four months <laughs> that you were, that this was it. Yeah. Because you were catching footballs at four months. Yeah. Couldn't even hold your head up. <laughs> and you and, and you had yak yards. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's why it's funny, we were just talking about this. My dad was telling a story of like, I was I maybe was like four months, but I'm just I'm laying down and I, you know, I can't talk, I can't walk, I I can't crawl, but like he put his hand in there and he's like, man, you just had such great grip strength and I threw a ball and you just caught it perfectly. It's like, yeah, like, look, I believe that's how you think it played out, but that doesn't even like, yeah. but I, I let him have his moment. I, sure, like, yeah. I mean, like, I wasn't, I guess I was there, but I, I don't, obviously I don't remember, I can't verify it. So it seems a little, little. Listen. No, he listen, said but that par- he dropped it and your mom said it too. Now, 
I, mean, I feel like Craig could lay it on thin, but I'm not going to do that to Mrs. Julie. Oh, my. Mom's on with the Mom story said too. She went with the story she too. She might have just had his back on some like you know <laughs> together. Exactly like you know united front type like that's love. That was all love. Yeah, because I don't remember her being that, that, that. I don't remember her agreeing with that story. But well, well, listen, they might have known something. Maybe Heisman Trophy winner. Maybe the top pick in the draft. You know what I'm saying? They might know something. When did you know? Mm. That's a really good question. Um. You know, to be honest with you, I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge, like, big picture guy. Like, I'm a lot more, I'd say, like, just a lot more process-oriented in what I do. I, I'm not a huge 10-year, five years is where I want to be. This is where exactly what I have. I think it stems from, again, I, I've been taught this, I'm not in control of my life. Like, I, I think that God guides my life in those big picture things, those things we're talking about years and years down the line. You know, that's stuff that I'm going to be where I'm supposed to be based off where, where God places me. And I want to do everything I can to to work on myself and put, you know, put myself in the circumstances. And, hey, this is what I what I want, what I think is best, you know, and I'm going to try to put myself in the best position if, if that's what God wants for me to take advantage of it. But I'm not really big on the, you know, I think I'm going to I think I'm going to do this. I think I'm going to get to this. So I was never growing up like I'm going to be in the league one day. Like and I was never like I don't think I'm going to make it. But I honestly never thought that far ahead. I was just, you know, I was just happy with where I was at. And, you know, I was like, all right, here's where I'm at. Like, this is cool. Like, but this is not where I want to be. So, like, what's the next step? Okay. If it's youth, like, even when it was youth, it's just like, okay, this is fun. I enjoy playing football. Like, now what can I do to get better at it? What can I just, you know, do to to win my Pop Warner League and, and, and have, you know, and go out with with like my, my friends and, and and actually win. And then, you know, in high school, it starts getting a little bigger. And, you know, there's all the tangible goals of, you know, whatever it is, you're trying to win a trying to win a state title or whatever, you know, how can how can I do that? How can I get better and, and put my team in a better position? Same thing in college. I, I didn't attack it as like, all right, when I get here, I'm going to Alabama because I want to be, I want to go to the league and I want to be this top pick and I want this to play out like this. I want to win this award. I want to like, you know, I think, you know, you obviously you have goals, you have aspirations and dreams, uh, but I always wanted to to focus on being the best version of myself. And so big picture, I never felt like I made it. I'm there. Like, I still don't feel like that, honestly. Like, I don't like I don't think like I'm nowhere near a complete product. There's a lot of things I want to improve on, a lot of work that I know is in front of me. And, you know, I don't I, I don't think I ever, ever really had that moment of like, man, this is it now, you know, in game, you know, we've all been there, you know, you feel like, all right, yeah, like I'm here, I'm, but it's never, it's all been spur of the moment type stuff. It's never been that big picture of like, oh, now I did this, like, now I'm here, now I'm in this level. What was the throw you showed me? The Kansas State throw in the corner. I don't care what he said. When he threw that in his heart, like, you know, he tried to be, he probably was like, <laughs> I'm gonna be humble outwardly. Mm. I know inside, he was like, I'm him. <laughs> First off, cause you don't throw it. Right, if I'm if I'm coaching, you know what pass I'm talking about, yeah, right? The yeah. one to the corner, that corner sinking. Yeah. Right, he's six one. He's gonna be a pro. Yeah. Right, you throw it. First thing I say, that's, that's not a great decision, Bryce. Like I don't know if that's the type of decisions that's gonna get you picked first overall. Then the throw lands, and I said, but that's the type of throw blink that'll get you <laughs> picked first overall. When you do something like mm. that, what is the feeling? Is it like this is what I work for? This is how this is how I practice. This is who I am. Or is it at some point we're like, okay. I'm feeling pretty good about this. How I think sitting here right now and 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 talking to everyone, and I think, you know, my most of my life I say, 
But, you know, there's how you think now. And then, you know, when you're running out on that other tunnel, you're on the field, you know, there's 100,000 people in the stands. Like, I think a little bit differently there. I think, you know, I think we all do. Yeah. So I, in those moments, then, you know, it's, it's, it's confidence. It's, yeah, like, you know. I'm here, like this is what it is. No, and no, not I'm to, here, I'm him. <laughs> it's I'm like him. you're you're able to still process stuff right. and not lose yourself. And I'm I'm able to to feel that confidence, but still be able to process, still be in the moment, still be able to analyze everything that's going on. But you know, in in those times, you know, when when it's that time and you're running out, I feel I, I do feel a little bit differently than I do just sitting here on the couch. You've answered and I'm paraphrasing, but you when you get criticized or anybody questions something, you kinda answer, Google me. Because <laughs> you'd be like, I know who I am. I know what I've done. Google I, me. Look at it. I feel you. And again, for me, like, I like, honestly, like, when people have those opinions or doubts, like, I think everyone's entitled to them. Like, I don't look at it as like, even they're like, man, they're chipping. Like, what's going on? Like, everyone's entitled to those opinions. I'm not, like, I'm good with it. Like, it's cool. Like, whether whatever you do, no one's gonna, you know, no one's gonna, no one's gonna 100% love you. No one's gonna 100% hate you. Like, I don't really feed off that like that's not I'm not I'm not here to like make people believers I'm not here to have this opinion of me again like I can't control what people say about me what people think and honestly I don't think there's a right or wrong like I don't I don't think it's like I just again I know me I know what I can do and it's like if that's how you feel like I respect it man like but on that google me part because Ryan, he was jacked up about that play. That's why I brought it up because he, so he like, ran his phone like, to bro, me. Bro, you gotta see this. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, you mm. know, put the humble to the side, bro. You're a top pick. What's that play for you? That somebody says, man, you're not that good. Um, go back in the second quarter of this Ooh. game and check that out. Okay, I will. All right. Honestly, I don't know if it's the most like impressive or like, like, but the play I say that I felt probably the most like. Okay, like, yeah, right. <laughs> it was Tennessee, um, and again, it's like, if you watch it on film, it's not that it's like, but it's not a crazy play. It's not like anyone, but I was really, like, that was probably the best I had felt in a moment. Like, it was, it was, we're in red area. It was a fourth down. It was, we had like two or three third downs that, that, that drive. Like, one of those hard fought, it's, it's later in the game, you know, it's a shootout, super hostile environment. It's like what you live for. And we get blitz zero. Um, it's yes, yeah, fourth down and goal. Get blitz zero. Um, shout out to JC on this. He did my right tackle. He actually it's crazy. He actually like low key blocks two people at once off the edge because we you know zero. We didn't have enough to pick everything up. But I'm trying to get to my to my tight end, um, and I step up in the pocket. Um, and there, there's like you know step in the pocket. Someone on top of me, so I redirect. And then my tight end uh, Cam he he. Redirects back with me and I dumped the ball off to him over the middle and it was a touchdown on fourth down But like I don't know why like I threw it and like I turned around and ran back before like before it got there Steph Curry. Like <laughs> yeah, and I was like and I ran like straight back to like I don't know what made me do that Like I've never I hadn't in a game like done that before like I'll do stuff like that in practice But like I hadn't done it and like I don't know why I was just feeling but I after that was probably like one of those plays where like Going back to the sideline, I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. that's how we are today. Like, that's how we're feeling. Like, oh, sure, I was supposed to give you this at some point, man, because this is your gift. Mm. And we talking about confidence. Yeah, I feel like we're going to go on slide. You just say swagger. Yeah, we're going to go on slide. Yeah, go ahead. Now, I appreciate it. Hey, matter of fact, Toto, you need something, too, though. Go on, put some. For what? Just because you don't beige like talking about. I remember, I believe it was your freshman year, and you guys came down to the swamp. 
Yeah. And uh, I'm like, who is this kid that cannot throw the ball to the ground? Like, you hit almost every single pass. I'm like, y'all got to get after this freshman. What's going on? But you can see right then and there, because I had heard about you coming out of high school. I'm like, okay, he, he's the real deal. He's not that big, but he is the real deal. And, uh, you know, from that moment forward, you've been consistent. You know, you've been consistent. I think that's what the NFL, the, the scouts, the, the, the front office guys, the GMs, as they sit there and evaluate you, they're going to look at the consistency. You have no fall off. They're going to look at your mindset. You know, they like guys to be present and in the moment. That way you, you're, you're able to maintain focus. And as you continue to go, they've, they've studied you throughout the, the draft process, the combine, and they're like, all right, this is what we're going to get. You even said it yourself. No one is going to ever love you 100%. Yeah. And that's the NFL. We've all been there. Good, bad, ups and downs. They never love you 100%, no matter how great you are. And that's just the you know, process you have to go through. But I believe being a psychology major and having a tight mind, you'll understand how to keep yourself steady and in that moment. And I just say that because, um, you know, obviously we're rooting for you to go top. And, and whatever happens, being against the odds from that whole size question mark, uh, we've seen you play and you're a hell of a player. Uh, but I did want to go back and ask you, uh, you talked, we were talking about your mom and your dad. And uh, you said your mom at that moment when you were four months, you dropped the ball. She had your dad's back. <laughs> yeah. You also said being somewhere or not being where you want to be, you committed to USC. Uh, and then decommitted, obviously made a great decision, went to Bama. What was that moment like? Who did you reach out to first, your mom, your dad, or both at the same time? Both at the same time. You know, we're, we're you know, we're always around, again, only child. We're always around each other. We're always on, always on like a three-way call. We're always texting each other. And, you know, my dad knew a little bit more about, you know, just the, 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 the football side of what was going on. And it was something that we all kind of realized together. Um, my mom tells the story all the time, but we went up. Um, you know, we had talked about it a little bit, talked about it, um, and, you know, it was starting to trend more and more in the right direction, feel like the right thing to do. And then we weren't, you know, I wasn't, I was still committed to SC, and I took a trip. I, you know, I told them, I was like, hey, you know, we're going to take this trip to, to Alabama. We've been talking, like, I just want to be transparent about it. Um, so we go up there, uh, take a trip, and um, so we're, we, it's like, uh, I forgot what, I think it was like Southern, Southern Miss. Mm -hmm. um, so we go to the game, watch the game. Um, you know, after we go look at all the facilities, um, we meet with everyone, and I think we're, we're in the offices or something walking, and like my mom just starts crying, and I'm like, and we, you know, we're it's just no, we're just walking, and it was like good, like everything, like, and it was kind of that realization that like, for a while I was gonna be 20, 25 minutes away, like an hour with traffic, like you know I was gonna be close, I was gonna be within arm's reach, and. Um, I think I had kind of, you know, I had saw it, my, my dad kind of had seen it too. And then it was my mom coming to that realization of like, you know, like this is what was best, like this is the right thing. So I think all on that trip, we all in our own time and we all came to that together. And like, we were able to to, to figure out, and it was tough for, for her because again, I was gonna be close. And now she's coming to the realization that like the best place for me is across the country. And mm -hmm. it's not just a little drive away. Like right. I'm gonna be gone for, you know, I've, I've never not, been in the house, I'm gonna be gone, and not just down the street, and not just, you know, but I'm gonna be gone across the country. For us, we all kind of at that same time, around that time realized like, you know, this isn't what was planned. This isn't 
the easiest or the most comfortable thing for me. I was, you know, I was, I had everything mapped out. I'm, I knew exactly where I was gonna gonna live at. I, I knew everyone on the team. I knew people who were just students there. Like, you know, it's just closest to me. Like, I, and I was like, yeah, like this is the the jump that I'm gonna take. Like, it might be different, it might be uncomfortable, but like, this is what I need. And like, we all realized it at the same time. And it was like, it was definitely a big moment for us as a family. And being uncomfortable, the culture shock. Yeah. You know, you're going from one state to have a certain set of, you know, political views and big, big state in California to Alabama mm -hmm. with the Southern drawl and, you know, just in the deep South. What was that like uh, being able to adjust there? Yeah, it was definitely an adjustment. Um, yeah, I never spent any extended period of time in the South. So um, going out there and just just jumping in, you just, you know, I'm, I'm a thousand miles away. Um, I didn't, I was a, a late recruit. I think I, I knew one person, but we played against one person in recruiting class. And I knew one person um, who was, he's played like his last year in California. But outside of that, I didn't know anybody on, in the recruiting class, I maybe knew two people on the team. Um, and like, you know, you just, you're, you're, you're just, you have to dive into a whole new culture. And, and you know, it, was, it took a lot of adjusting, took a lot of getting used to. Um, you know, like you said, there's just a lot of differences that, are but for me what really helped was being able to lean on a support system that was there and in place and just the environment that Alabama has you know out here I wasn't used to football being so meaningful and so important mm -hmm. and people putting so much into it I was used mm -hmm. to football you know it's cool if you, you play football but you know it's like there's a, a group of people that are really into football and it's cool that you're an athlete and then there's a group of people that could care less there's a you know who are into an we art all or care. Into, exactly <laughs> and it's like it doesn't matter if you're if you're a teacher if you work at this it doesn't all walks of life know about football especially in you know in Tuscaloosa it's a college town and you know everybody knew and you know for that it was kind of weird adjusting to it but just the support that I got from from everybody there from the university everyone being you know so caring supportive about you know just me just since I was a part of the team um, I think that that really helped the transition for me. Retrospect, looking back at that decision, as you were talking, I was thinking about it. Do you think that was good for your development to, you know, more or less pop the bottle out your mouth and go? Because <laughs> you were saying your mom and dad, y'all the best friends. You yeah. always right here. You've been with them. You're supportive family. Mm -hmm. But at some point, a young man needs to leave and learn how to do it himself. You yeah. think that was, the, are, are you a better man for going a thousand miles away? Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, just not knowing that again, if I have a challenge now, there's no calling calling home, there's no comp, there's no, hey, can you guys come? And that like, that wasn't a possibility and it was, it was good for me, you know? Again, growing up so far and, and just being in a situation that, you know, I wasn't used to around people, I'm not, like you said, you have to grow up, you, you have to figure out who you are so that you can present yourself and be good with who you are to be around other people. And you know, that was, that, was, that had to happen quick. Um, and on top of that, you have a lot of responsibilities. There's school, there's, you know, obviously right when you get to college, you know, you're, you're, you're learning a brand new system. You're getting football taught to you at a level that you, you've never gotten it taught to you before. So having to balance all that, juggle all of it, and, and it helped, you know, obviously my parents are super far away, but, you know, I'm still talking to them every day and they're still supporting me. It's just a different type of, you know, now it's, hey, we're rooting you on, we're cheering you on, we support you, we're here for you if you need you. But, you know, there's only a certain amount we can do. And like you said, at a certain point, everyone, has to has to grow up and, and face that and I think it really helped my development having to do it at that age. You know, you went from cathedral to modern day. You mm -hmm. make a decision to decommit from USC and go to Alabama. He played for Coach Saban. I played for Coach Saban. We understand 
what those conversations yeah, yeah, we, can, we can, can, can be like. But the one thing in mentioning that you learn to handle situations on your own. You learn to take a next step in life responsibilities mm. and the next step in understanding and grasping football. It's going to be the same thing moving to the le next level. I can tell you this. To me, it's not as much of a jump. I think high school to college is actually more difficult yeah. than college to pro. But the one thing that happens when you do get to get away from your parents and you go to Alabama, you're leading a locker room of five stars. You're leading a locker room mm -hmm. of four stars. On this next level, you're going to be asked to lead a locker room of grown men. Yeah. Some of those grown men with, with children and a lot of them with families. Mm -hmm. Being the number one pick is going to carry a heavy weight. Have you thought about where you're going? And I guess my question is, because I know you are humble and you, you say you just want to focus on you. How important is it to be the number one pick? Um, you know, for me, I don't think it's something that I put stock in. Um, you know, I feel like, again, I feel like I'm going to land where I'm supposed to. Um, I feel like, again, everything happens for a reason. And... I, I can't control it, honestly. Like, I know it, I keep saying it, but it's like, if I worry about stuff I can't control, like, I'm gonna go crazy. Like, if I worry about, man, it, what if someone, what happens here? How do people feel? What if someone picks? Like, I, that just doesn't feel like an efficient way for me to operate. Being number one pick falls in that. And like, again, I feel like you're talking about where you're gonna, where you're gonna move, where you're gonna live, who you're gonna play for. Like, man, like, that's not, that's not up to me. Like, that's stuff that, that's away from me. And, you know, as far as, like you said, going into a new locker room dynamics, um, I'm super excited for that. And, you know, that's going to be something that that is new as far as, um, you know, just just being around different age groups and, and different backgrounds and just different, you know, around different people. You know, I feel like I have to to earn that respect to, to be where I want to be, to to help move for the future, help help be in a situation of leadership that I've been in the past. You know, I understand that's not something that I can just walk into day one, um, regardless of where I'm picked and what I've done, I'm not entitled to anything. I'm not entitled to be treated by anyone, any way, whether that be on the field, off the field, any teammates. Again, I understand. I, I came in Alabama, it was the same thing. You know, I, I'm a five-star and rank whatever I am. No one cares when you get to Alabama. It doesn't matter. Everyone else did that. So what are you going to do to yourself to set yourself apart? How are you going to earn our trust? Um, you know, and, you know, I feel like it, it comes with, with again, having to, to earn that. And at the next level, I feel like it, it, it'll be similar of me wanting to do everything I can to earn the respect of my peers, you know, by, by how I carry myself, how I work, how I handle my business, how I treat others and helping, you know, and, and how dedicated I'm, I'm going to be to help building that rapport. I don't, I don't think, again, I'm not entitled to anything. I don't think there's anyone that, you know, oh, I'm not going to deal with this, but I don't like, I, I want to show what, you know, what I want to be for everyone, for, for the team, for the franchise. Um, and, you know, I think that comes with work. That's going to be a process and something that isn't overnight. But um, I'm excited to, to help prove myself and, and try to earn the respect of, of everyone in the building through, through my actions, how I carry myself, and how I act day in and day out. Football's about to change for sure. On the field stuff, face of a franchise, just all the football. On, on, football is about to change, but off the field as well is about to change for you. Are you ready? Because there's pitfalls out there. Like, yeah. this is perfect. I just thought my Joe Siegel is my agent. Mm -hmm. And when I signed, I went third round and all that stuff, and I'm upset, I'm supposed to go first round. But when I signed my deal, I'm upset now because I see the money. I'm supposed to get 20 million, I ain't get but 4 million. And I'm like, <laughs> damn, I'm mad at 4 million dollars. Mm -hmm. And he he put it to me 
in a way that I could I could grasp it and take joy in it. Mm -hmm. He said, congratulations. And I'm he sees I'm mad. I said, for what? He said, you've just become the top four financial earners in the world. And I said, hmm, that's a hell of a way to look at it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where you're upset yeah, about this sure. money and that money. So I say that to say, are you ready for that side of it? Yeah. The, the the girl side of it. The I'm you're about Channing, to be first off, the you gotta picture remember, of though, everything. You gotta remember, this is the young man that Nick Saban put on front street. Yeah, our quarterback hasn't started a game. He already has a million dollars in NIL money. So you might not want to talk about the money. He's been a millionaire. Okay, but hell, it's on the internet. He's about to get 40 million, 25 signing bonus. That's more than a million. I do easy math. That's different money. <laughs> what about that? I'm going to say scared, yeah. but the concerns are that. I signed a adjustable rate mortgage when I first came out. It was 4% for two years. It jumped to like 96%. I was paying more damn interest than principal. Because I didn't know what an arm was. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of crap that's about to come at you. That, you know, I know your pops is there, I know your mom's there mm. for you, but are you ready or is there any concern with any aspect that doesn't have to do with you putting a helmet on? Uh nah, not really. Um, you know, I, I acknowledge that all that stuff is there. I'm not saying I, I'm not concerned because like, oh, that you're nah, that's not true, or like that just doesn't that doesn't exist for me. Like, that's not true. Like, you're right. It is stuff that it is there. I think financially, um, having NIL really helped me um, as far as, you know, I was able to have that jump of, you know, I was able to do a lot of things for, for my family and put us in a, in a different circumstance than, you know, we, we grew up with and where we were. We were able to, to do a lot of things. And, you know, I was able to change, a, you know, a lot of things that, you know, it, I was normally used to throughout my life. You know, I was able to change that. And luckily I was able to experience that. You know, that's not something that, you know, before NIL, it's like, man, how are you going to how are you going to deal with that? How are you going to, I kind of dealt with it. Like, I, I kind of know the difference. I, like you said, I, I had to, I had to understand that people knew, you know, whatever it was that was put out there that I, that I had. Build a team as well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think I'm, I mean, I've, I've kind of started that part. I've, I have the people around me that, you know, that I, that I trust and I, I have a, a small circle and, um, you know, for me, I, I've kind of started that journey already. Um, so I think, you know, I think, not saying everything always goes perfect, but I'm I'm good at how things happen. And luckily, you know, when when you know I'll be it'll be a blessing to sign that contract and you know to have that money in, in my account and you know that it's gonna be a really big blessing. Don't get me wrong, but I know that I'm gonna be able to look at it and, and be grateful for what it is. It's not gonna change. I'm not gonna be, um, you know, I'm not gonna act any differently. I'm not gonna change. I'm not gonna look at it like, oh, now I can do this. Now I can do, like, luckily I I feel like I kind of. I've kind of experienced that already. I've kind of felt, you know, what it's like to like, you know, from how I grew up versus now it's like, I felt that already. And, you know, also I understand that everything's circumstantial. Like I'm not, again, I'm not entitled to anything regardless, you know, the way people treat you, the way that things happen, you know, all this stuff that's around you, it's because of my circumstance and circumstances are, 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 are always up in the air. You know, you have to earn that right to, to, to do all that stuff. So I don't, take it as, oh, I'm, I'm treated like this now. Oh, that's who I am. Or like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting this, I'm getting this benefit. I'm getting, yeah, that's just because of me. That's who I am. That's, that's not true. It's because of what I've done in the past, honestly. You know, every time you get treated some ways based off what you've done in the past and it has nothing to do with your future. And the moment, you know, as we all know, the moment that changed in the future, all those circumstances, all the stuff that, you know, you're getting used to, all that stuff is gone. So I'm not ever thinking like, oh, this is, this is my life. This is, what I'm entitled to. This just happens because of me. Like I understand it's a product of what I've done in the past, but 
that's not who I am. I'm not. I'm not entitled to that in the future. So because of that, I can just just keep going and focus on. Be different to you because if you were going to Carolina or Houston, because James Harden got his numbers retired in strip clubs. If you got forty million at either of those places, we know what would happen to that to the strip club economy. Nothing. <laughs> I'd be dead. They <laughs> <laughs> me forty million. I'd be dead right now. <laughs> Well, I'd have been about me island and be deceased for 20 years right now. You know what? You know, and y'all laugh when I said it. Watch me, because I'm always right. When I say advice, see y'all go bad. I'm not talking about girls. Uh, I hope you ain't smoking no crack. I'm talking about every time somebody gets money, there's yeah. something. You're a shoe dude. You're a clothes guy. You're a jury. There's something that you yeah. got a million dollars, and you said... Oh, my shoe game about to be sweet. Yeah. What, what's yours? Shoes first. It was shoes, actually. It was shoes. I'm now stepping into, it's kind of becoming clothes a little bit too, um, but it was definitely shoes. Um, I always I always really liked shoes, uh, but I, like, when I was younger, I would get some, my, my, my dad would hook me up with some shoes, but the older I would get, you know, you get in the circus and stuff, you know, you get to go to camps so they give you mm -hmm. shoes for free, they get you. So I didn't, I didn't buy a pair of shoes for, maybe like five, six years just because of like going to camps. I, all I do is wear the free stuff. And same thing with my clothes. All I do is wear camp clothes, not cause like, you know, it's it's free. I didn't buy, I didn't p spend a penny on shoes, clothes for like, and then, you know, NIL happened. And I was like, you know what? I can treat myself. But you wanna be like, fresh. Yeah, and with shoes, I've chilled recently because I will say I did go a little crazy. I did go a little crazy with the shoes. I made sure it was like, you know, it was responsible, but like, I'm good now, kind of off the shoes. Like, I've, I have a good amount. <laughs> the, the good thing about going top pick, you know, wherever you fall, is that you're gonna have a lot of <clears throat> big companies coming to court you and they want you to be the face of their brand. So you'll get a, a whole lot of other free stuff in due time. Um, I wanted to ask you, Bryce, uh, just sitting here listening to you, man, definitely a huge fan, a huge, huge fan, even more now. Um, Gatorade Player of the Year, USA Day Player of the Year, number one QB prospect coming out of high school, Heisman Trophy winner, national champ, and a million other awards, accolades. What are your nerves like? It, I've never seen you frustrated Dude's or- Dude's never nervous. Yeah, right. Ever. Like, what are, your, what are your nerves like? Do you flinch? <laughs> um, for me, like, I'll be honest. You get in these, you know, these pressure situations, these do or die, it's a two minute, or you know you're down whatever it is for me like think about when we were all kids and whether it was basketball like you're shooting outside before you go in it's like three two one last shot game seven the final you're throwing the ball it's like it's the winner super bowl like now i haven't obviously been specifically at that those levels but i get to you know kind of feel something close to it and it's like where, where else like that stuff you we all dream of as a kid and i get to live that stuff out like there's I don't see like there's anything to, to, to fear. There's nothing to be scared of. Like that's an opportunity. And I feel like pressure only brings out who you are. I feel like in pressure situations, who you are at the core is gonna show. What, what you've been doing, how you prepare, all that stuff, that's what's gonna show. If I didn't prepare or I didn't feel like I worked hard in the off season or I didn't, I didn't feel confident who I was, like I'd be nervous in those situations right. for sure. But for me, I feel like those are the situations where who you are is going to show. The preparation you put in, how you carry all that stuff, all the work you put in throughout, that's who's going to show in those big time moments. And I pride myself in doing the work so that when that happens, you know, in those moments, 
I'm confident. I know who I am. And, you know, that's what I'm kind of able to, to look into. Hey, RC, we spoke uh, last just last night. What was the book you mentioned about Michael Jordan being the in book, that moment? The book is called Relentless. And in the book, it talks about the clutch gene. Mm. And it says that nobody truly has the gene. That if you look at all the people who we've given that to, the Michael Jordans, the Kobe's, the Tom Brady's, in those moments, they're actually doing what they always do. For they're sure. just doing it at the most important moment of the game. But mm -hmm. what it is, is they practice that shot, they practice that throw, they practice yeah. that two minute drill, and they've done it their entire lives. And so when they get in that moment, they don't have a heightened sense of pressure. Yeah. It's just the same snap I've always taken. Instead of it being four minutes in the third quarter, it's two minutes in the fourth. And I think that's what we've always seen. Like I told you, bro, I sent y'all the text. I tweeted it. I'm a genius. I should have, you know what I should have did? I should have put money down early, if I was a better, if I was Floyd, because we was at, speaking of shoes, we was at Floyd's house last night. If you ever get like that, I couldn't even we're going to do an intervention. Yeah, we're going to check the shoes yeah, to the house. We're going to do an intervention. All we wonder, though, are you going to have a C.D. Lamb moment or or something like that at the draft where your girl grabs your back phone and you got to grab it from, <laughs> and then Miss Julie looking at her side <laughs> eye like this, you know, thinking, oh, grab my baby phone. I ain't even <laughs> want her here anyway. <laughs> right. We don't even like her. No. <laughs> No, no girl, no girl. So nah, I won't have to worry about that. I want to go back really quick. Um, RC, like, because I can remember the name of the book, but I just thought it was amazing. And everything you said sort of reminded me of that conversation from last night. Um, but in terms of, you know, asking about pressure situations, have, have you had the moment where, you know, the sense of urgency has kicked in where you're telling yourself, Look, I'm I'm ready. It's here. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm looking at these players. I can make that throw. You know, I want to go and show everybody I can make these elite throws. Has that moment occurred prior to the uh, draft coming up? Uh, you know, I think it's just more been excitement. Like I've definitely had those moments of you know, in this process, I've watched a lot of film, watched a lot of just just quarterbacks I, I admire, look up to, and um, you know, guys that I feel like I can learn from, and just I've watched a lot of that, and I've been like, yeah, like fill it out, like okay, like. I've done something similar like this. Like, all right, I see how we got there. Like, mm. I can see myself getting there. And I think more so for me, it's just, you know, I've, I've been more so anxious to be able to go out and do it. Again, like, this is it's my dream. Like, right. being able to play in the NFL is, is, is a dream. And it's just been more anxious to get on the field and, and realize that. And it's, it's again, I, I watch stuff. I, and, you know, you start to tie that into your experiences and how you like, oh, I think I would have done, or I think, I think I maybe I would have got here, but it still might have. And, you know, it'll be exciting for when those hypotheticals, right. you know, actually get to realize itself in, in practicing the games. Who are a few of those guys? Uh, yeah, go. Long, uh, Aaron Rodgers is someone that I've definitely always, always, um, that's, that's, that's someone I've always watched and always admired a lot. Patrick Mahomes, of course. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is just the success he's had, how he plays the game. Like, he's legitimately changed the game a lot. How it's played, how the position's played. Right. Been a lot there. Joe Burrow is someone that I really... I really am, am a big fan of his game and, and what he can do. Don't you, you can't get me started on this list, man. I, oh, I got that's, that's, I got that's a perfect. Those are sure. those guys are all elite uh, future Hall of Famers, in my my opinion. So, yeah, and so you know, there's a you know I talked to pops a little bit more, uh, obviously, than I talked to you. So I want to bring him on to just I think it's this interesting dynamic that has happened with quarterbacks, and we kind of started off with your quote from the Heisman about African American quarterbacks, and we are getting to a point where I do believe we can stop having that singular conversation. Yeah. I pointed out that Jalen Hurts 
and Patrick Mahomes were the first duo of African-American yeah. quarterbacks to start a Super Bowl. But I made sure to point out their fathers being a part of their lives as well. And we're getting where you're hearing, hearing about Kyler Murray or RG3. And it seems like the, the black fathers who are extremely present in their son's lives get the bad rap or that they could be a little bit too much. Whereas Archie Manning was able to be a part of manufacturing that his son not go to San Diego and go to New York. So just to have a little bit of that conversation with him as well. So sir? Hey, he, hey, he you got. Know I, you know I had those shoes on. I believe hey, it. Bryce, <laughs> Bryce, he got clean too though. He changed his clothes and oh, everything yeah, when we got here. This is they, great. The only thing that I had a little issue with was that um, the validity of my story was questioned. <laughs> <laughs> like a brother just made it up. So, that's, Craig, we didn't question it. Your flesh and blood did. I'll be like, that doesn't add up to me. Like, if I'm here, I'm just there. like, that's crazy. I know. But that's what I'm saying. That's, that's just, why it's miraculous. That's I know, but as like a proud father, you see how yeah. you could benefit from like over the years, like from like, like oh, he grabbed it and picked it up to like, oh, he snatched out there. Well, I said, like, you see how it could. No, you were laying back and it was like, and I kind of dropped it in your hand, and then you, and then you. So you, I, like, I balanced it in my hand. No, it I hit caught there, and it, then it, and then it closed when you caught it, and that was enough for me. So like, OBJ, right now, yeah. Yeah. See <laughs> earlier when the story was told, I thought you kind of Julie slapped told at it. Julie when Julie told, told it, yeah, you Julie slapped at it on the ground and grabbed it. Now. Julie told it. Yeah, she's laying back, boom, we caught it, and I was like, there it is. So now it's Justin Jefferson versus Buffalo. It is. Oh, it's <laughs> so funny. And, and he tapped his toes. He got, he got his feet in and everything. It could be San Antonio, too. Hey, man. It could be toes, Super Bowl. Yeah. Hey, toe tap. hey, man, I mean, it's like, it's like the swagger, man. 24-7 freshness when you with daily use, Chad. Hey, listen. So it don't mean you're going to make me smell this good and look this good? Sorry, fellas in the world, it's over for you. Hey, yeah, hey, Old Spice can't help with that. <laughs> they can do a lot of stuff. They can't fix that. <laughs> Craig, you, you know, obviously you miraculously knew yeah. that Bryce was going to be the Heisman Trophy winner when he one-handed the uh, the soft football back in the day. But the process that you guys are going through now, mm -hmm. you know, no matter how much you've been a part of helping them understand football, whether it's youth, middle school, high school, when he's being critiqued harshly every day on TV about his height, about his size, you just become the dad. Absolutely. What has this process been like for you? It's funny, we we talked about that a little bit early. Um, it's a balancing act because at the end of the day, um, as, a, as a parent, you always have this protective instinct, right? You always want to make sure that um, that your kid is protected, and if you feel like something that's being said is not true, you want to you want to make sure that you want to uh, rectify that or, val or validate or invalidate it. But then I have to understand that Bryce is his own man, and um, he is perfectly capable of handling himself, and he's perfectly capable of um, being able to rise above that. Because at the end of the day, um, as a parent, sometimes you learn from your kids, mm. and from and for me. Um, it was, there was always sometimes there was confrontation, probably for my age and kind of what the generation we came from, if there was confrontation, then I'm going to bring that energy right back. I'm going to make sure, okay, if you said something about him, I'm going to make sure, and see for Bryce, he's internally motivated, he knows exactly who he is, and then for me to come out here and try to do something contrary, that doesn't make sense. So, for, so sometimes the best thing to do is just to be still text you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can talk me off the ledge, but understand that, um, 
the proof is in the film and the proof in is, is in yeah. and who he is. And so, and that's enough. And I think um, what, what God is, what Bryce has said earlier is that God is in control of our, uh, in, in control of our life and control of his destiny. And this isn't about proving people wrong or inv invalidating um, opinions. It's about his journey and respecting that and understanding that my role adjusts. And now it's to be a partner, it's to be a confidant, it's to be someone who can help him along his journey, but not to rescue him. Aside from his abilities, which he has a ton of, the NFL loves structure. They love foundations, strong foundations, you know, backgrounds. Yeah. They're making sure, you know, they're running all sorts of background checks. You got to do all these different tests. And what they understand is when it comes down to whether it's Bryce or CJ for that first or second pick, they're going to look at the totality, you know, of, of Bryce. You know, uh, what his parents, his family, his house, his background, how he is. He's in trouble. He's had problems. All those different things. Those small things determine if he's going to go one or two or, or three or whatever it may be. But that's the front office. That's the NFL. That's just the nature of the business. And you guys have done an amazing job with him. So salute to you. Thank you. Appreciate that. You, you and your wife built a monster. And I even get uncomfortable when my son plays baseball and he'll have a good game with people. Yeah. Come and congratulate me. And I say, I didn't do nothing. Go say, little champ, mm -hmm. go tell him. But where is that mid-ground? Because you have to, you have, you're proud of your son. A thousand percent. But you should also be proud of yourself. But you don't want to take any shine away from him. Like, knowing what you built, what does that do for you inside? And is there is there a little pride in, look at my damn son? Um, I'm proud of him when he took that first breath until now. Like, so it has nothing to do with football. My, I'm proud of him about the young man that he is, who he is, how he um, handles himself, um, how he's a representative of Christ. And every day when we, um, we'll pray before games and stuff of like that, and it's for, that, his, that his play glorifies God. So when, and, and, all, and that's dope. Like when you say you built a monster, no, actually God did. And so really what um, I was, was a vessel to manifest God's blessings and God's promise to, through his life. So. The credit that I will take, and what um, a lot of times parents ask me what, 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 you know, for advice, what I could do, was if you're on a path and, and you feel that path, um, God has spoken to you and you feel like that that's the path that you're going to go on, don't allow someone who wasn't in that conversation with you and God to take you off that path. Mm -hmm. So for, for us, I always, we've always wanted to cultivate, um, and Bryce said it earlier, cultivate whatever he wanted to do. And obviously when it came that he was really good in sports, we wanted to give him every opportunity to be successful. And then along that journey, there's people who know, and you, I'm sure everybody here has heard that, there's people that say, for whatever reason, you can't be successful. At some point, the success that you're having is going to change because of X, Y, Z. We never let that um, dissuade us or, or take us off our path. So one, so one thing I will take credit for, and for my wife for also being there to support us is that, once we knew what the path was, we weren't, nothing was going to stop it. And so I think we just really listened and followed that. So, and then, um, man, I ain't thrown one touchdown pass. <laughs> <laughs> and if you see me throw, yeah. so that is really a, a manifestation of his hard work. And then, and then just us, Julie and I supporting him as, as best we can. But am I proud of him? Every single day. I was saying, are you proud of you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, I don't, I don't process it like that. Yeah. Um, but I am, I am proud of our family. Mm. Yeah. I'm about to make you work, right? So we know you could 
we know you can throw the football. We know that you on the the escapism, the escapability. I think back to the late the play against Texas. They were the better team that day. Y'all just had the best player, and that was you. I know you don't. You might disagree. We just left from down there with Sark, and we talked about it. You know, but when it comes down to this first pick or the second pick or the third pick, it's a group of quarterbacks that are in there. And you said that you evaluate the pro guys and you try to watch the pro guys and take things from their games. I know you know CJ extremely well, being a Cali kid and, you know, you guys being in high school in the same time, but you've also had opportunities to see Anthony play. So I'm going to ask you for some analysis right now. I want you to tell me what makes C.J. Stroud a good quarterback. I want you to tell me what makes Anthony Richardson a great quarterback, top five pick. And then I want you to tell me, and you can be humble, Bryce, I want you to tell me why Bryce Young should be picked first overall in front of both of them. I can run you through it. C.J. first. What is great about C.J. Stroud? I think, again, I've been around him for a really long time. Um, uh, we've, we've known each other for a while. Um, obviously, we're, we're, we're super close. That's, um, and seeing how, you know, really seeing how he carries himself, um, you know, for me, it's really cool. Uh, I was able to go to the opening and we're on the same team. And, um, you know, you see, like I've watched film on a bunch of guys from, you know, from, from, you know, just from studying film, having mutual opponents and you can watch the highlights, you can, but seeing how people are in the moment, how they process, you know, that stuff that that's hard, you know, that's why people, you know, people try to send scouts to games and try to get that field. It's really hard to find if you're just watching TV. But I was able to watch how CJ was in the Elite 11. And that was, you know, that's a big moment. We're all trying to, you know, everyone's trying to be the MVP and then everyone's trying to win the seven on seven tournament. And, you know, it, it's big at the time. And seeing how he, seeing how he carried himself during that time, seeing how every time there is a big moment, he stepped up every big occasion, like seeing that from, from high school, like watching that in high school, I had, watched him play before and I I but seeing that and you know those high pressure situations and and stuff that was big and seeing just how he carried himself like that was something that really stood out to me so of course I mean of course the accuracy um you know the decision making you know all the intangibles um you know all the all the great things that I hear he's all you know I'm, I've been around a bunch of people that play with him and when you hear how they talk about him that I feel like that's pretty always a pretty good measurement of how people are when you hear their teammates and hearing that like of course that's that's all there, but I think we all, we kind of all know that. I think we've all seen that. But being able to see how, how, he, how he carries himself and how he works on a day-to-day and you know, just seeing what goes into kind of those moments, having, that was something that, that was really big for me. So just on top of all the things that you see on film, you know, all the, you know, obviously can make every single throw. Um, you know, obviously process super quick, great decision maker, see how he played against Georgia in, in the biggest moment, stuff like that. Like that goes without saying, but seeing that was something that, you know, I, I thought that I got to got some insight on it. I respect him as a person, you know, first and foremost, but as a football player, that was something that really, really, you know, garnered a lot of respect for me. And Ant, um, you know, Ant's someone that, you know, that I've, I, I met there too, and I, I, it's super cool. Um, I haven't been around him as much, so I don't have that 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 sort of experience, but, you know, being the SEC, I've, lost, I've watched a lot of his games. And obviously, you know, everyone sees just, everyone sees the, the what he can do. Everyone can see the, the huge arm, all the throws he can make. Everyone can see the athleticism. Um, but I've been able to see how he can put that together throughout a game. When you're putting stuff on, on social media, you're just putting, you, you show clips and you show highlights. But I've been able to watch how he's been able to sustain that for games, how he's through the ebbs and flows of games that you can see on film. It's like, all right, this is a down. I've seen some of those big throws, like, 
and you just see them like, wow, it's a great throw, but you don't see the context. Like it was actually, it was actually their backs were against the wall. It was one of those, you know, if, if we don't get a play here, you know, my, you know, the game might get out of hand. It was those moments that he stepped up. So I've been able to kind of just from watching film and, and watch how it operates, see how not just the the highlights, but the timeliness of the stuff that he's done, how he's been able to step up, and you know, also just being around him. He he definitely has an energy about him that 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 you know it, it draws people toward towards him. Um, he, he's a super cool guy, super super. I feel like in a in a locker room, it's going to be easy for people to to gravitate towards him. So I think again, those those are just some of the things that that make those guys so. And good. so if you were, we do this thing called this thing called draft vignettes. And when you do a draft vignette, they say Bryce Young is. And so when I did yours, it was Bryce Young is magical. And then I went on to say all of these different things. So if you're doing your draft vignette, this is Bryce Young after a Hall of Fame career, and they're going to pay him $8 million to be on Sunday TV, and he's going to come in and do that 20 times a year and be super rich. Mm. If they said, I should be the number one pick because... How would you finish that statement? You know, for me, first off, I magical man. I appreciate that. That's, <laughs> thank like that. you. That's I, I appreciate Especially it. Just as a Laker fan, <laughs> you know, it's. I think for me, you know, it's kind of a it's kind of hard for, one for me to elaborate on. But you know, I think it's for me. I'm myself, regardless. Like I feel like I definitely pride myself in you know in moments of of you know those those pressure situations and moments where there's always that being unsure, like we were talking about earlier, just how I am in the, the second quarter, the third quarter, that's how I am there. And I feel like being able to to be myself throughout everything, because I, I, I do, I, I take pride and have confidence in, you know, how I am on the field, how I process, you know, how I throw the ball, decision-making, all that stuff. But for me, I feel very consistently that I can do that regardless of the situation, regardless of what's going on. That's something I pride myself in a lot. And I think, you know, just being able to, to, to be in that state of mind, regardless of what's going around, um, you know, I think is, is a big reason for me. You know, Freddie T said he was scared to go to the draft because he didn't want to be stuck in the green room yeah. Yeah. all of that time waiting. Mm -hmm. uh, we're pretty sure you won't be there long. What are you most looking forward to for your family on draft night? It's the obvious answer, but it's, it's the one that um, when I do allow my, uh, my mind to kind of drift and think about that moment, when the commissioner calls his name and then watching him do that walk, and then, because I'm sure during that walk, while he's walking down, there's going to be so many memories and so many things that happened or that led us up to this point. And then as a, as a dad, because that's going to be a culmination of when you see your, your, your kids' dreams fulfilled. So I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, Pop, you're going to cry. Yeah, he he don't, don't let him talk. <laughs> no, nah, see, he was about. I know that look good. He was about to. He was about to say something. Wrong. No, yes, he is. He is going. There's, to. There's, oh, yeah, there's, yeah, there's a. There's, a, there's bets in the family about the cry and how long to cry. I'm determined that I'm not going to cry. You're going to lose it. I'm on my Mary Day Club. I'm on my Mary Day Pride. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to shed a tear. But I, I'm sure I will. I ain't going to cry. I think that's beautiful, man. Yeah. You guys, you the journey, yeah. you know, just being able to look back on everything and uh, it's your baby. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Even when he caught the OBJ at four months, <laughs> it, it's your baby and that'll come full circle. You and Julie, you know, you guys deserve it. Share a few tears for us too, man, because I'm, I'm rooting for y'all. Something we talked about, because we're all fathers of, of boys and we have dads, obviously. Yeah. We joke. That's not a joke. Let me be honest. I like RC's dad more than him. Mike's my man, but they, they've had disagreements. Me and Fred talked, he has sons, you know. Y'all ever locked up? 
Because sooner or later, he, you get to college, you started putting muscle on, you dad. <laughs> did y'all ever lock up and you had to show him dad muscle? You had to show him, hey, I'm a grown-ass man back now. <laughs> I think the, the closest, I say the closest is, is when we, you know, we grew up always playing basketball against each other. And it didn't take college, don't worry about it. It wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't take that long. But, you know, he used to always take pride and, you know, just like, like every day, you know, it's like, oh, you know, you've been working out, you've been, you think you're good? All right, let's go play one-on-one, let's go. And, you know, I was a kid, like, yeah, he won more, you know. He, he had an undefeated record up to a point. <laughs> and, and um, yeah, far before, what? I, 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 what, what, seventh grade, eighth grade? You know, I was gonna give him more than that, but if we're speaking our truths here, I say eighth grade. If we're speaking our truths, yeah, we're, we're I, you know, I was gonna, I was gonna say like high school. Oh, that's love. To, that's love. Yeah, I'm here for you, baby. That, I that's got what I'm, you. I got you. But yeah, there is a time. I think that was, and I remember. I actually, I legitimately remember. Like, I don't even think I ever told you this, but I remember the look in his eye after I won, and like, that's the like pure disappointment. <laughs> like when like there was I could see so much working through his head like what is this I can't like I can't beat him in one on one and I I almost felt bad I almost was like we almost can run it back right. almost <laughs> I did it I almost wanted so I was like man like it meant a lot to yeah. him like dude, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. one of my biggest regrets after because of this story was because he was so competitive as a youngster. And when he would lose, he'd be upset. So sometimes I would let him win. Yeah. And just and and it worked because it brought his confidence up and all that stuff. But he showed me when he was able to win, the same mercy was not reciprocated. <laughs> <laughs> when, when he was able to beat me, just from that point on, never again. Not it, you know, trash talk the whole thing. Not even you know what pops. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna give you one or two. So I wish I could go back. And for as long as I could beat him, I'd have beat him every single time. <laughs> but you know, you know how I look at it though? That's the relationship, right? When when you're a parent, your relationship is to make sure you build their confidence. Our relationship is to make sure we take care of them. In truth, they don't owe us that. Yep. You know, and they don't have that innate feeling about us that I gotta make sure dad feels good when he walks in this house. Cause I remember the first time I beat Mike, I was stunting. Cause my dad used to play defense way too hard. He was way too physical to say that he was my father. And the first time I beat him, I let him know, and I wanted to play every day after that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And after that, he was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Because that's the point, you know what? I might have raised a dog. Yeah. 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 yeah, maybe you guys are right, because he's definitely never winning again. It's over. <laughs> that's, it's never going to happen again. Like, I, I can guarantee you that. But maybe, maybe you guys are onto something. Man, <laughs> but for, for you, you know, uh, I was talking to your, to your mom. Um, about it and your schedule. And she was like, well, we're going to go to the draft this day and then we get to fly home. Uh, and I said, well, normally when the guys pick that high, they fly them out to the team. They have the press conference, all of those things pretty immediately. How much anticipation or how gratifying will it be to have that jersey with the number one on it and know that a team thought so highly of, like you said, nothing you're entitled to going forward, yeah. but so highly of what you accomplished and the work you put in to say, we want to give you the opportunity to be the face of this franchise. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to mean a lot. Um, like, again, that's, that's just, you know, that's something that you dream of. It, it's going like, to feel surreal um, having that, you know, knowing that that's, that's something that's coming, but still just regardless, like just being in that moment, like I'm, I'm super blessed, super grateful, um, and you know I I think I offer that every day. Like 
you can get used to a certain level of, you know, whatever it is, whether it's success or how, you tre- how you're treated. But like I said, we're not entitled to it. And it doesn't, just because, you know, a bunch of things happen, it doesn't make, you know, things that any any less special. You know, I'm 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 blessed. I'm grateful for that stuff. And it's going to be crazy when that happens. And I'm, I'm never going to forget, um, you know, even in those long and hard days and, you know, times where it feels tough, it's like, you know that, you know, you're, you're living someone else's, you know, you're living people's dreams. There's kids out there that are dreaming of being in your situation. And, um, you know, just being able to, to realize that, like, and especially share share with my parents, it's, it's going to mean the world to me. They, they said before the process, we were talking and Laura Rutledge covers a ton of SEC football. And she said, everybody that meets him is going to fall in love with the person that he is. And I'll say this to you. That's much more important, at least as far as your life continues to go on than the type of player you are. So your parents have done an amazing job. But even with that, man, you're doing an amazing job because you make the decision of who you're going to be every morning you wake up. It doesn't matter how you're raised. We all know people that were raised certain ways and they get in other elements and they decide to be things different than what their foundation is. And it seems like you've decided to be what you were raised to be, man. So that's amazing. You got fans in the pivot, bro. We appreciate your time. Appreciate you. Appreciate, appreciate you carrying us. You know what I mean? Appreciate <laughs> you carrying us. We sure love it. Did. We love it when the guest is better than the host, man. But best of luck to you, bro. Thank we'll you. Thank you. I was appreciating. Man, that's just good. Appreciate you. Hey, I'm glad you asked that. Yeah. You got to get basketball. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. My boy said, hey, my boy said he ain't going to win ever again. No, it's crazy. Hey, it's hey, right. hey, hey, my dog, appreciate, appreciate your time. Appreciate it. Boy, you smell good. Hold up. Limitless. Biggest to me, I'm pinning it. I father here to witness it. Get my people feeling militant. Way I'm finna get me up. Uh, on the mission, get me up. Uh, knowing me, I got the key. Uh, on this vision, I can trust. Uh, trust. Limitless. Biggest to me, I'm pinning it. I father here to witness it. Get my people feeling militant. Way I'm finna get me up. Uh, on the mission, get me up.